This is KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Welcome back, everyone, to the Border War Podcast here on the Kansas City Sports Network. We are presented by M-Prize Bank. My name is Jared Sutton. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, how are we doing today? Doing well. Talking some college basketball, a little MUKU basketball. Uh, see what's going on with MU moving forward. It's a great time. We've got the holidays. going to be a lot of sports going on during the holidays, so I'm just excited right now. I just don't want it to move too fast because March Madness to be here before we know it. Yeah, we were just saying, man, it's like uh, you look at the non-conference slate and school's got two, three games left before you, Christmas yeah. next week. It's just flying by. And, yeah, we're, we're going to be yeah. talking league play before, uh, not before too long. <laughs> uh, let's jump right in. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on. Uh, we'll start with just d- diving into to the Mizzou-Kansas matchup. Uh, Mizzou loses to Kansas by nine. Um, I would say most Mizzou fans will take this. Uh, and just kind of what we, we, you know, just diving into what some fans have said, and um, you know, a game where easily could have gotten out of hand uh, in terms of Mizzou's deficit in the second half. And they were call, call their way back and uh, made a respectable late, had a great start uh, to to the game in terms of taking a double digit lead early on the road, especially in an environment like Allen Fieldhouse. I thought Mizzou's mentality and attitude, there was a fearlessness there I really appreciated. Um, I thought they brought a lot of energy to that first, you know, 10 minutes. Sean East was excellent. Um, Nick Honor hit some big shots. Uh, and then this just the lack of, I think, scoring really hit uh, towards the end of that first half. Mizzou went ice cold, uh, really couldn't get anything going. Uh, and then the second half, uh, Kansas had, you know, a couple really good runs that really put Mizzou... Uh, at an arm's distance, Mizzou inched their way back in the game uh, and then just ran out of time. So all in all, the performance for Missouri, Sean East clearly is playing at an all-league level. Yeah. That jumps out. Um, Fran Prashill said it on the broadcast. I, I think he's probably one of the most improved SEC players as well uh, and one of the better guards in the SEC right now. And, and he definitely showed that, got Missouri off to a great start. Um his balance as a scorer and a passer, we talked on. Uh, Nick Goner hit some big shots. They really didn't get much else offensively, and I think that's the, the question mark going forward is it can't always just be Sean East uh, or Nick Honor hitting 35-footers. They're going to have to have some guys step up and find some production, find some offense. I look to Noah Carter in these type of situations. He's an older player, experienced player who can make shots um, that's really kind of gone into kind of a cold spell a little bit, uh, but fully capable um, and definitely something that, you know, Mizzou's got to have. 75 is the magic number. Uh, yeah. Mizzou, obviously, they finished with 64 uh, in this game. They shot 41% from the field and 33% from three. That's not probably where you want to be. Uh, but like we said, could have been worse. You know, they, they didn't shoot the ball all that bad. Um, but really, the tail of the game is, is in that second half where they just weren't able to get over the hump. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a Missouri fan, you got to credit the way the way they played. And you just think of a year from a year a year ago to where how this game was with the score. And again, it, it did ignite something out of uh, Missouri because uh, they really went on a, a big kick. But you don't want to put yourself in those situations. You want to, you know, put yourselves in better situations. And I think. Uh, Missouri showed the growth, and now a lot of Missouri guys that I know, 
just from talking about the game. They were pretty excited as well, too. And some Kansas fans that I know were talking about it, and they were just talking about how over the next course of years, they know that game is going to keep getting tighter and tighter. But again, I think that's, you know, also a, a testament to what uh, Coach Gates has done when he when he's gotten here because they're competing. And, you know, the way they started, you know, being a Jayhawk on the other end of that, you know, uh, at the game, you know, we're all on pins and needles. I'm like, uh-oh. I mean, because, you know, we've talked about uh, – we've been – I've been, you know, covering this with this uh, border war for a while, and especially last year and even to this year, talking about how Sean East and, you know, we talked about – how some things could look if some things went Missouri's way. And, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this stuff is unfolding. So, but I think that's also cool as well, too, because that that goes to show uh, Missouri's competing at a high level. Um, You know, we did talk last week in the pod uh, previewing this game, uh, rebounding. You know, rebounding could be an issue. And I think that's kind of where KU kind of wanted, you know, getting those X possessions. Uh, You know, you give – Missouri extra seven possessions in that game, seven, eight possessions. I mean, who knows what can happen with that? Um, So I thought it was an overall good performance by Missouri. This is a team that I want to continue to watch as the the course of the year goes by because uh, they continue to get better. I think Coach Gates is also doing a good job of development as well, too. But they did let it get a slip away uh, in the second half. Uh, and I think, again, you know, giving up those easy points in the paint and uh, with rebounding as well, too, and not hitting shots uh, also, you know, helped out as well, too. But if Missouri can find a way to get a little bit more production, I think Sean East and, and Nick Honor, they played their butts off. I thought uh, Vanover came in and gave some good minutes as well, too. Uh, but I wanted to see, uh, like you said, Noah Carter, Aiden Shaw, uh, Tamar Bates, just with the three of those guys, just be able to accumulate 10 points between the three of you. That makes that game a whole nother game. And again, that puts you at 74 points, not at your 75, but that gives you a lot more motivation uh, to to get that stop, to get that one more bucket so you can get over that hump. So um, I think if they can get a little bit more production uh, from, you know, from from other guys, I think that's really going to help them out. We went into that day on, on Saturday against Kansas when you, you look at Mizzou just dealing with Caleb Grill, who was out, uh, yeah. ruled him out, and we'll see on his timetable when he'll return. So you, you, you take a shooter off a yeah. uh, guy that comes off the bench that's your best rebounding guard. Hey, one more shooter could have been, yeah, been crucial. Could have really helped a lot, no doubt. Man. So that was, uh, you know, you want to be at full strength in games like this. but um, So we'll see where, where Caleb is. I think there's some positives to take away and there's some negatives, like in any game. I think starting with the positives, um, Missouri did force turnovers. They forced Kansas. And they took care of the ball, mostly themselves. They did have 12 turnovers. Five of those are from Sean East um, that are a little bit uncharacteristic, but also, you know, Sean East has the ball. His usage is so high that sometimes that's just going to happen at the balls in his hands that much, um, especially with how good Kansas is defensively. Um, so the, the turnover battle, you know, I, I, you'll, you'll take that. And then I thought Missouri's game plan around Hunter Dickinson, given they were undersized, was pretty solid. Uh, Hunter ended up with a, a good amount of rebounds. And, you know, I think that leads into the the negatives that are going to follow this team. Uh, they were killed on the glass again. Uh, you know, they, they did not rebound the ball. They had 25 rebounds, Kansas at 42. Uh, and the points in the paint uh, and second chance points were, were big, big pieces of this game. 
Uh, but Missouri did get some points in the paint. That's good. They they kept it somewhat respectable until the end. Um, Kansas finished 42-28 points in the paint. But it was really those second-chance points that stem from offensive rebounds. Um, Kansas 17-0 in terms of second-chance points. Those are That's a big deal. Um, and that's something that this team is going to have to continue to look at. And you just touched on it, Jeff. Like I think this comes down to Connor Vanover, Aiden Shaw, and Jordan Butler to the freshman. Because I, I think Jordan Butler does need to play. Um, there's going to be those freshman moments that he's going to have. But he's a true seven-footer, and I think he's gotten potential. I think there's serious upside there. Um, and him playing matters in terms of his development. And as you touched on, you're looking at years down the road with with Anthony Robinson, Trent Pierce, Jordan Butler. Those guys got to get those that experience, um, especially in an environment like Allen Fieldhouse. It's great for young players to get that experience. So all in all, I think those are there's some positives. Yeah, there's some negative. There's some takeaways that are some negatives that that are are definitely you know in, improvement points the coaching staff will have moving forward. Um, but all in all, I mean, I, I respect and appreciate. Number one, I thought the guys came Mizzou came in fearless. I, I thought they showed, uh, were ready to go, were ready to play. They weren't feared by the moment, uh, and that's a great sign. They got off to a good start, and they just couldn't withstand for forty minutes. Hey, I'll tell you this, Jared. When I was at the game watching, they were they were super focused because I always like watching. You know, when KU plays the the video board, they they the little hype video before. You know, I always like watching the other teams because normally they're like watching the video board too. So they're like, oh, right. And Missouri was everybody was tight huddled. Nobody, not not even a manager was looking up at that at that video board. They were tight huddled. And I think sometimes that can cause an effect when you're in the field house and they didn't let it cause that that didn't cause them one effect. They were they were definitely glued in together. And I think that's what really, you know, trigger, you know, their the great start that they had. No question. We'll take a quick break, but before we do, we did want to tell you about Home Field Apparel. Home Field is committed to creating incredible, comfortable Officially licensed apparel with vintage college design. Homefield has a growing collection of over 150 plus colleges to choose from, including your favorite teams, unique logos, mascots, and iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel. Shop your latest team's apparel. Head to homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code KCSN23 for 15% off your first order. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Board War Podcast here on the Kansas City Sports Network. We're presented by Emprise Bank. Jared Sutton, Jeff Hawkins, breaking down Mizzou basketball here. Uh, Jeff, looking ahead, Missouri faces Seton Hall in Kansas City. It's a home game for Mizzou. They get a game back in Kansas City, which I know a lot of Mizzou supporters in KC have wanted uh, to have a game back in, in T-Mobile in Kansas City. It's a Sunday game, Sunday afternoon game, uh, and a tip in Kansas City. Hopefully a lot of Mizzou fans uh, will make that out. Uh, a Seton Hall team that you know, is a solid team. Uh, they are kind of going through it up, up and down a uh, year a little bit, but uh, a team that is fully capable um, to upset you. And, you know, I think there's always that thought after you play a big rival, um, even if it's a road game and you have a week off here with finals, um, to create that energy. You're not going to be in your own building. It's a neutral site. Um, but this is an important game for Missouri. If you actually look at their schedule, and their non-con has been much tougher than it was a year ago. Obviously, we just touched on the Kansas game. But after Seton Hall, it's Illinois and bragging rights. And Illinois is playing a really good basketball. They're one of the better Big Ten teams right now. Um, Mizzou still does have Central Arkansas at home right before uh, the new year. And then it's SEC play. Uh, so you want to get as many of these non-conference wins as you can. And yes, this is a true, true uh, neutral site game. But it is a home game. Uh, for Mizzou going into this game. Kadari Richmond is very good for Seton Hall, 14-point scorer, uh, hasn't shot it well from three, uh, but definitely a team that that is capable of scoring the ball. They got some size. Uh, they're 6-4, and four, so they've had some, some tough losses, uh, but one of those losses was to USC, pretty good team, pretty talented team. Uh, they also lost to Baylor, uh, and then also had a loss to, to Rutgers and Iowa as well, the Big Ten, so um, good matchup for Mizzou in Kansas City and a, a chance for them to bounce back uh, in front of their home crowd in Kansas City. Yeah, uh, great, like you said, great opportunity to to bounce back in front of your 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 home, kind of your a good basis of your crowd as well to come out here in Kansas City. So a really good chance to, to bounce back. 
and to do it the right way. Um, I think one of the things that if you really take from, you know, when MU played the Jayhawks last year, and it was more of a blowout, but Coach Gates made adjustments right away. So to me, I'm always I'm always interested to see what adjustments Coach Gates is going to make and tweak within his own uh, program because he does it each game. He makes small tweaks. So I really think if this is a game to where uh, Seton Hall is going to want to come out and they want they want to win bad. They want to win bad, especially with a, a team with Missouri that's rocking and rolling right now. They want to get a win. But I really think this is a chance for Missouri right now to try to clean up some of those those small areas, you know, finding a way to be more effective in the paint, getting guys more confidence uh, uh, with more minutes and production. Uh, I think this is a really good game for them to really, you know, focus, laser focus in on the boards, you know, really figuring out how can we start, you know, doing things to start changing how we play and handling the boards in games because those are easy opportunities. And uh, I think, especially, you know, giving up the offensive rebound, 17 points on second chance opportunities. Hey, let's try not to give up any. I know that's tough, but let's let's for sure not give up more than 10. Let's not give up more than seven. Let's have a goal. So I think Coach Gates is going to have these guys ready for this game. But it's going to be always like saying, it's always going to be fun to see what adjustments he makes and how they get better because uh, he does a great job of developing and growing as the season goes. And I think that's what – uh, Missouri fans are excited about, and I think that's what the players fully trust in him. I think a big area, too, for Mizzou to watch for, and I think an area they got to get back to, is playing faster um, in transition and not being in a hurry, you know, not rushing and taking bad shots because shot selection is important, but really trying to make it easier for themselves as an undersized team. Because uh, I, I even looking back to last year, just how Coach Gates wants to play, you know, playing with some pace and playing fast, I think, is important for this type of team, especially when you have a guy like Aiden Shaw mm-hmm. and Tamar Bates, who are two great athletes. You know that need to be more aggressive. Uh, Tamar Bates is is fully capable athletically. Uh, you know this, Jeff. We touched on these guys are Kansas City guys. Yeah, you know, they they need to to be adding more if they can to number one. Even just get to the free throw line yeah. with how athletic they are. Missouri only shot thirteen free throws against Kansas, and a lot of that just has to do with just getting stagnant um, mm-hmm. and depending solely on Sean East or Nick Honor um, or playing in the post with Noah Carter, and it, it gets very stagnant. And I think playing with a little bit more pace and tempo could help open up some of these angles where you're just aggressive downhill, yeah. opening up the floor a little bit more. And and yes, the half court continue to be tweaked, but just play a little bit more, more, more tempo. And, and I also think that'll open up some three-point shooting. Yeah. Do pay touch gets get a little bit more of a rhythm with the shooting. They were seven to twenty one from three, not bad, um, you know, thirty three percent. But I think they always want to see that volume in threes because uh, they know they got to make threes. That's how their style of play wins as an undersized team. And then defensively, forcing turnovers, getting steals, really important for this team moving forward to just play their brand of basketball. Yeah, and like you said. Getting to the free throw line helps out with a lot of that, and that's going to solve, a, to me, a lot of the issues because if you're getting to the free throw line, you know they're playing aggressive. You know they're getting those paint touches. You know they're attacking the rim. And if they're not getting those paint touches or attacking the rim, they're doing everything they can, and the defense is just out of control and fouling. So I think that's, a like you said, that's another area that they can definitely clean up because if they're just putting their focus on, hey, let's get to the free throw line, get to the free throw line, 
when you get into the free throw line, it's because you're all on aggressive mode. And I think that's another mode that if the, if the Tigers can get to that mode, I think it's going to make things so much easier. Those shooters are going to have, you know, just a little bit more time to get ready to shoot uh, because everybody's sucking in on that, that, that hard nose, aggressive offensive mindset. So if they can continue to focus on those little things and try to get better on those little things, uh, I, I think they're going to be on a on a right trajectory. I do. I really do. You look to you. You mentioned Connor Vanover. I think he's a really interesting yeah to this team. Obviously, his size at seven four, and you saw him live too, Jeff. With yeah. it, yeah. Game. Yeah, I think the challenge that Coach Gates always it, it seems like when he's on Connor, it's for two things. If you can't block a shot, be be a be a factor. You know, show use your length. You should alter some things. And then coming up with rebounds. If you're playing 18 minutes, you can't get two rebounds yeah. at that size. I think that's some coaching agents yeah. thought about a lot because obviously he wants to address the glass. He's addressed size and how he's put this roster together. He's addressed athleticism. And they're still getting beat on the glass. And I think that's an area, and at least the second chance points you're talking about. Uh, and it's not just the Kansas game. This has happened now a few times throughout the non-conference slate, and it's going to be the same way in SEC play. You're going to go up against size, athleticism, and length. And if, if Connor Vanover's not going to rebound the ball, he's going to go to Jordan Butler. And then yeah. can Jordan Butler embrace the opportunity as a freshman? He's going to play Aiden Shaw in some small ball five lineups, and Aiden's going to have to prove that he can rebound the ball. Aiden played 22 minutes and just came up with three rebounds. So I think the coaching point to this is he's given guys opportunity to earn more minutes. But it's yeah. going to down to I think rebounding the ball especially if you're at that four and five where you have to be an impact on the glass and I don't think yeah I know a Carter Tamar Bates those guys got a rebound too that, yeah. that huge huge speed now Noah Carter's probably gonna rebound the ball he's been pretty solid as a rebounder they just need more we just touched on they need a little bit more in terms of scoring they definitely need more from rebounding and it's by committee and guys got to commit themselves to the glass yeah you know Bench, bench needs to step up, obviously. And like you talked about it, if you just look, there's minutes to be to, there's minutes to be taken. You know, I'm sure Coach Gates doesn't want to play uh, Shiny's 39 minutes every game. I'm I'm sure he doesn't want to do that. Now I'm pretty sure he will if he has to. But there's minutes out there for grabbing. The easy way you can do it is just go rebound. I mean, if you look at uh, from bench production, there was just only four rebounds total, or five rebounds, excuse me, five rebounds total. So out of bench production, I know Coach Gates was throwing some guys in and out, but if if I know I'm in that 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 pool of he's throwing guys in and out, trying to still figure some things out, I got to get a rebound. I got to get a charge. I got to do something that's other than probably scoring. I got to do some glue work. And I think if those guys can find out, you know, where they can do that glue work, uh, because if you're doing that glue work, you're going to always find yourself around the ball. A rebound is going to come to you. You're going to get a, your, a deflection. Something's going to happen positively. But I think if those guys can figure out, those guys on the bench right now that can figure out where can I be effective at, I think that'll really help the team out. Give Sean East, Nick Otter some good some good breathers when they really need to so they can be able to go at more of a, a high rate rather than you know having to fight through some tiredness. I think that'll really help them out. You look at this team this time last year, 
You know, they got smacked pretty good at home against Kansas. And then they became a different team after that. Uh, it rattled off some big time wins. They blew out Illinois and bragging rights and then blew out Kentucky to start league play. And all of a sudden their, their, their trajectory in their season changed significantly. So I would, you know, we all, you always hear like, Oh, you learn from it. And, but coach Gates has had a, a track record of taking conf- non-conference losses and changing how his team plays. He did it at Cleveland state a lot. Yeah. Um, so you look at where his team seating all at home on Sunday, then they go Illinois and bragging rights. They have one more home game and then it's league play. Let's yeah. see how this team responds. Cause this is something I'm really curious because coach Gates has done this many times, but can he press the right buttons? This is all practice and repetition you know, and getting those game reps, practice reps, confidence, yeah. Yeah. stepping into roles. It can take some time. Um, but here we are. It's December. It's time to start going. And yeah. we'll see how this team responds. So we'll we'll dive it dive back into it uh next here in a couple of weeks. I we'll take a break for for Christmas. But some big games ahead, Jeff, for for yeah. uh, hopefully they can respond. Uh good luck to your your signal Raiders tonight. I know you got a game tonight, Friday night lights. Yes, uh, oops in KC. Uh, and have a great holiday and a Merry Christmas yeah. to you as well. Yeah, thanks and Merry Christmas to all. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.